Hello everybody, I'm Matt Micucci and you are listening to the Jazz Ace Podcast. Jazz is online editor Matt Micucci here welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today. A series that we simply like to call the Jazz is Podcast and is brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. In today's episode, we chat with Montreal-based composer, saxophonist, improviser and conductor Philippe Coté, a musical explorer at the intersection of jazz and classical music. His latest project, Confluence, is a duo collaboration with pianist François Bourassa. The work draws metaphorical parallels to the powerful convergence of rivers, as reflected in the title suite's five parts. Join us in this Jazz Ace podcast conversation as Cote discusses the genesis of this collaboration and shares insights into his own musical journey and inspirations. Fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. This is the Jazz Ace podcast. Hello, Philippe. Welcome to the Jazz Ace podcast. Hi, man. Thank you. The way we like to start these podcasts is by asking a very simple but interesting, I think, icebreaker question. Uh, I, I love to ask the artists that I speak with to share a memory with me from early life or childhood of, uh, you know, when they think back to it, they realize maybe that's where it, uh, it all started from you know for me maybe that's when i awakened to the beauty and power of music and maybe that's when i started to you know think maybe i'd like to become a musician as i grew up do you have one such memory or an event from early life or childhood that sticks out to you when you think about that sure um i mean uh music was very present in my in my in my house uh my father listened to like very like a lot of various types of music from classical jazz to singer songwriter so it was very varied but uh, maybe in hindsight, I can say that uh, we had like um, I had a, a Charlie Parker cassette, <laughs> and I started playing saxophone when I was like in the uh, in the beginning of middle school, and I, I think that cassette had a big influence on me. Like really, you know, you hear stories about um, like a lot older musicians when they heard Charlie Parker, their, their life changed. Well, I can say that like that had a big impact on me too, even if it was many years after. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah, it was a really important recording. I'm also from the generation of cassettes. Like I had a Fisher Price tape player, and I'd listen to all that music on that cassette player. So I guess yeah, it's really interesting. You you come from that generation as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for sure, I, I was very fascinated to CDs for, for my generation. But still, my 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 memory is not from LPs. It's really from from cassette. My first like uh, link into buying music and things like that. And Charlie Parker, so was uh, was a. It was an influence, I guess, in some ways to continue to pursue jazz, especially as you were starting out uh, on the saxophone. What age would you have been at the time? About like 12. Right. And and was it always the saxophone for you? Like, was that the first instrument that you started playing and it was always your primary instrument, basically? 
pretty much. I mean, when I was very young, my parents tried to have me play the violin, but I hated it. So it lasted a few lessons and then that was canceled. So, uh, yeah, saxophone was my, my main instrument like for, since the beginning. But uh, I, I was not always doing only saxophone. I mean, I'm at, these days I'm, I'm a saxophone player, but I'm also mainly a composer. So it's always been a part of the music, but not oh, the only thing. Yeah. And, and just, uh, you know, to return to your formative years, you know, uh, what is it about jazz, do you think, that you loved about, you know, this music? I guess the spontaneity, the, the freshness of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good question because, I, like, except my father listening to a, a bit of jazz, I didn't have any friends that listened to jazz. It's something that I kind of really just got into and I just, like, got passionate about it and, like, bought records, read books, uh, really got into co- collecting records and really going deep into the tradition. And so, uh, I don't know, it just, it just kind of happened. Now, you are originally from Montreal. Uh, do you feel like this was the right scene for you in your formative years? Sure. I mean, I was uh, mostly in Quebec City first, uh, but I was going to Montreal often. And uh, yeah, we have a great jazz festival here. So I got to hear some really great, great musicians. So yeah, it's a great scene. Is that basically where you started playing in front of an audience, you know, cutting your teeth on the scene and at different venues around the city? A little bit at the festival, but I, I, I was from Quebec City originally first before moving to Montreal. So uh, that happened mostly in Quebec City. I did play a lot there in my formative years. And one of the things that seems to have inspired your works is also an interest in classical music. Is that right? Yes, for sure. I mean, that's um, my whole thing is a kind of, I'm interested by many kinds of music and, and classical is a part of it. So I'm, it's always a hybrid of jazz and classical and others, but mainly, yeah. So there's an interest into like orchestral music, chamber music, uh, just like different types of music. But uh, uh, yeah, classical has a big influence on me. So let's get into that a bit more. What are the things, the similarities, the divergences and all of these different things that kind of inspire you in the way that you see the intersection of jazz and classical music in your projects? As much as they are different, for me, it's uh, it's all part of the same music world. And the part of, I'm exploring different types of, of, of things with music and uh, as much as my love for the jazz tradition is, it's really deep, and that's one of my first love in music. Uh, me, me as an artist, I like to exp- I like to compose music, and I like to explore more than let's say play a, a, a jazz standard on a form. For me, even if you can spend your whole life, and it will be always deep and very uh, interesting to explore the, the, this art form. I felt like I wanted to compose more longer forms, different types of uh, of orchestral colors and uh, different ensembles. So I, I like to explore different types of, of, of projects with different types of instruments. So for sure that led to more classical uh, music influence uh, projects. So when you when you talk about different orchestral colors, different instrumentations, taking a cue from your previous, from your earlier projects and albums, what have you experimented with so far? Yeah, I mean, my, my, my first record was with a, a great saxophone player from New York, David Binney, and it was featuring him with a wind ensemble. So I had 13 winds. So that was kind of a, my small symphonic orchestra without the strings. So I had a, like oboe, bassoon, clarinet, flutes, trumpets, French horn, all, a whole, like all the wind. So I, I got to really ex- uh, experience uh, orchestration in the details of, of tone colors with the different instruments. So that was my main 
first project that really was into orchestral music, which I still do today. I write a lot for a jazz orchestra, so uh, uh, I do that a lot. So that's one of my main thing. But uh, then I explored more with strings, but a string quartet and piano. So I did a record with the pianist Mark Copeland, another New York pianist who was very fantastic. So um, I explored more chamber music. So a small string quartet and piano and neon soprano and bass clarinet. That was another thing. Strings are different. And it was a more intimate project. Only six musicians, uh, while the, the other one was a big orchestra. And your latest album, yeah, is a, is a, is an even more intimate project. Right? Yeah, I'm going I'm going down in numbers. So my that's a duo record. So my next record will be solo, I guess. But uh, uh, no, actually, the, but even though the, this project is a duo, but let's say uh, it's a duo with a pianist François Bourassa from from Montreal, a great pianist that we have here. Um, it, it, even if I'm a saxophone player and he's a piano player, the, the duo is not just me on saxophone and him on piano. We went further. Even if it's only a duo, there's a lot of uh, or like colors, tone colors in, in there because sometimes I play piano too, so it, it's two pianos. Sometimes we prepare the piano, putting some uh, things on the strings to change the sound. So sometimes it has this, this color too. And I play different sax- soprano saxophone and tenor saxophone. So there's a lot of options. So it's not just me on saxophone and him on piano like a classic jazz saxophone duo so even though it's a duo you're still kind of experimenting with those different colors that you talked about yeah yeah really track you are hearing is from Confluence by Philippe Cote and François Bourassa, available now. And we'll resume our conversation with Cote in a moment, but first I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz's Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz's, jazz's.com and these Jazz's podcasts. Go to jazz's.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with Philippe Cote. The album is called Confluence. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's a duo collaboration with Francois Bourassa. Can you tell me a little more about uh, the birth, uh, the genesis of this collaboration, how you guys met and when you guys start talking about working on this project? Sure. Um, I mean, uh, François is a, um, one of the, for me, the local players, one of the mo- most important one in Montreal, really a great artist, a fantastic piano player, and also a great composer. Um, he's about 20 years older than me, so I, I got to be, to know his music as a, when I was coming up on the scene, like really uh, in my first, uh, first formative years. So for me, uh, I knew like at some point I wanted to do something with him because I was very a uh, big fan of his music, and he has, he has a quartet that's been playing for like maybe 20, 25 years, I think, that's very very cutting edge music, very nice and really great compositions. So for sure, I knew in my mind like that I would want to do something with him at some point. And then a couple years ago, I, I, I made a, a quintet uh, record that's still not out that I, I should be releasing soon. And um, I, I asked him to play on it because he also he saw my, my orchestral music and he liked it. And we, 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 got, we got to know each other. 
And while working on this quintet music, which was pretty hard, we often met to, uh, together, the two of us, just to practice it so that we could actually make it <laughs> and play it with the quintet. And then we started to realize that we had a great hookup. It was really, it was really, it's a, it's very easy for us to play together because you know, a duo is a very intimate, it's a conversation. And, uh, uh, when you're, let's say, in a quartet or a quintet, I mean, it's not as exposed that the relationships. There's many players, and uh, but a duo, it's only two persons, so it has to work. And for, for me, playing with him is the, the easiest thing to do musically. We just like, you know, when two friends complete each other's sentences or things like that, it's really, it's really easy. So I guess that has uh, a lot to do with the term confluence then. Yeah, this idea of kind of collaboration. Yeah, and it, it's really the confluence is like a, the joining of like a, my my river of me and my compositions, his composition together, me as a player and improviser, and him together coming together. And um, the fun part of the project is that I, he gets to I write things thinking of him, and he adds his own world to my music, and I do the same for his. And it's also the confluence of composition and improvisation because we both we're both composers and we write very specific music, but we're also improvisers and we like freedom and the spontaneity of improvisation. So it's the confluence of all these elements. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I meant to bring that up because improvisation is also quite an important thing in this project, right? I mean, it, it is this confluence of composition and improvisation that's really at the forefront of the record. Oh, totally. And um, the thing is that when, when let's say when I'm a composer and I write for a jazz orchestra, I have to be very specific in what I write. It's very notated and there's some improvisation section, but it's way more specific. But when you're a duo, you can compose in a more uh, more open way. You can it's more like a, you can you can actually bring a sketch of ideas and you can improvise over that. So this project has a lot of uh, the compositions are very um, open and, and um, spontaneous, but because they they are conceived and they exist they, they put us on a track that we're, we can actually we're not starting from nothing it's not totally free improvisation we actually have a path where we can play with so it's a uh, it's a lot of fun to, to do this duo because uh, as as much as the compositions are written they're they're very very open so I, I, I don't know whether you have plans of taking this uh, on the road but do you see this as like a, a project that you know you laid down the groundworks for it with the album but like with live performances for example it could it could change a little bit here and there oh for sure we already experienced we uh this uh, we, we played at a festival in montreal like a few months ago and uh, uh it, it's a lot of fun to, because the, the music is also uh, alive it's going to change over time and, and we will be touring but probably uh, starting this uh, next winter um the only challenge of this project is that some of the music is for two pianos and having two pianos in a venue is, is quite complex but the music because it's also um very open I could play more saxophone and, and we, there, there, there's, there's many ways to make it work that's very interesting so you, you mentioned that you were working on or you've already completed a quintet album <laughs> and uh, you know I was just wondering because you know looking back at the different types of projects that you worked on and just the different types of you know even in terms of what we talked about orchestral colors and instrumentation is there? Do you like to work with this? Uh, you know, to, to to kind of change with every project. You know, you work on this. Now you're working on this, but then you may work on something else entirely, completely different. Is this something that kind of uh, interests you in in your journey? 
Oh, totally. I mean, that's a, uh, I, I like to explore different things for sure. Like my, my, some of the future projects that I'm working on right now on, on, on doing is actually I'm working with percussion ensemble. So it's a whole other thing. Um, I'm also currently working on a, a jazz orchestra piece that includes uh, classical percussion players and a, a great saxophone player, Donnie McCaslin. So I'm writing a piece for him right now. And, but even if they're different, they're all related. If you look back at my string quartet record with Mark Copeland, I was trying to have the string players like a, play like a drum a little bit. So I was always interested in something about the rhythms or things like, like that, but then I, I bring it in a different way. So now I'm really exploring it with, uh, uh, with pro- percussion instruments, but I, I'm dealing with this in, in many ways, in all projects. It sounds like there's a lot of exciting things that will be happening soon, along with everything that you've released up to this point. Uh, what is the best way for people to keep up with all of the news? Are you on social media? Is there a website that we could uh, mention? Sure. I mean, uh, social media is always the, the most uh, active and current thing. I'm at Philip Cote Music. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I, I, I post a lot on things that I'm doing. Uh, and I have a website too, philipcote.com. The only thing is the, the, my name, Philippe, in, in French, it's not the same spelling as Philip in English. That's, that confuses some people. So it's 1L2Ps, P-H-I-L-I-P-P-E. Right. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks a lot, man. My pleasure. enjoyed my conversation with Philippe Cote and I remind you that his new album with Francois Bourassa Confluence is available now and if you love jazz and vinyl be sure to check out our Jazz A's Vinyl Club join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you just go to jazzays.com and click on join vinyl club for more and as music from Confluence by Philippe Cote and Francois Bourassa plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz podcasts, our print magazine and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzes.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikulci signing off. See you soon. Yeah.